This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with incredible Filipino nurses who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. This is the second part of a two-part episode, so make sure you go back and listen to part one first. James, about in those first like year that you came to the U.S., what was it like for you, um, and and what were the biggest challenges you experienced, and how did you overcome that? Okay, so this is kind of um, I would say a revelation because you know I've been a nurse in the Philippines for about nine years prior to migrating here to the U.S. And those nine years, I tell you, I was not a staff nurse at all. I mean. I, from, from, after graduating from, from college, I went to teaching right away. So I taught in nursing school. So coming to the U.S. without any bedside experience, um, it was really a hurdle, you know, so it was hard. It was, it was challenging. So I was a clinical instructor, but, you know, having students is different from having direct patient care. And, you know, that, that very first day when I had to care for a patient, I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do now? You know, I have to be in the role of that staff nurse. So that was probably the, the biggest challenge. And another thing is that back in 2002, there were no uh, international testing centers for NCLEX yet. So we had to come to the U.S. and work as a CNA before, you know, and it took us about probably a couple of months before we were able to take the NCLEX. And another part of the challenge was that the job that I had in the Philippines before coming to the U.S. was that I was a dean of the School of Health Sciences. And for me to work as a CNA, and so I'm like, I am the dean and I'm the CNA. It's like, but, you know, I signed up for this, mm-hmm. you know, so I have to be flexible. And, you know, I had to do what a CNA does. And once I, I passed my NCLEX on my first take, of course, um, then... Um, I just had to learn as much as I can, you know. Uh, the good thing about teaching is that, you know, theoretically, I know those those different aspects, but to put it in practice, it kind of helps. So, I mean, you have to be really very open and flexible and uh, and learn as much as you can. I mean, the, the good thing about hospitals here is that they will train you. Mm-hmm. So regardless of your, your baseline, um, uh, they, will, they, will, they will give you the, the training that you need. So uh, that's how I over... Came the, the challenge. Um, I really had to to make the most out of learning the system, learning the equipment, learning the technology, and just simulating with the U.S. nursing practice. And um, eighteen years after, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you had to tell the story. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I, I think your story um, is just so interesting and will, and, and will be so inspiring for so many people because to be at the position that you were in and then come and work here as a CNA, I think probably was extremely challenging. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And but, probably, you know, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, um, but again, you know, being me in terms of, you know, like I said, you know, this is what I want. So I wouldn't mind starting from, you know, from the bottom up because the, the, 
the limitation there was that there was no testing center in Manila. Okay, so and it was it was part of orientation where you know you have to to, to work as a CNA until such time you you pass your NCLEX. So and then this will also probably inspire those who have no clinical experience that you know you can you can find some agencies or employers that can also hire you and you know just just make the most out of it. Um, mm-hmm. Grab that the chance to 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 be trained. Yeah. And, and I think the thing that strikes me so much as you're speaking, James, is that you had your eye on the goal, that you knew that in the beginning, it was what you signed up for. You knew that it wasn't going to be all, you know, rainbows and fairies, as people say, like everything perfect and utopia. If you were doing a job that you really probably didn't really want to do. Right. I mean, it, it's you know hard to go from where you were to being a CNA, but you kept your goal on the end result of of that you knew it would take time, but you would get there. And you yeah, take the opportunity of the training. Yes, and um, if I would put it uh, simply, you know, when I went to nursing school. At the back of my mind, of course, I couldn't tell it to who, the one who was interviewing me in nursing school, but at the back of my mind, the only reason why I wanted to take up nursing is I want to work and live in the U.S., period. And I have to, to, to make my way up once I'm there. So, you know, um, 18 years after, here I am, and um, my, wow. my Ph.D. So I really had that uh, goal to really keep on moving. Um, so, yeah. That's the only thing I wanted, you know, to, 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 to work and live as a nurse in the U.S. Yeah. So, so you, you had your dream. Mind. You had your dream and you were determined that you were going to make it happen. Yes. I was like, I'm going to make it happen no matter what. <laughs> Failure is not an option. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And, and you use the word flexible, being flexible a few times and um, um, to Lelaine and, and James, if you think of, of, of it from a nursing perspective, um, how was nursing different and how did you have to be flexible from a clinical perspective when you started working in, in the US? I know Jean, Jean has, has shared with us um, her experience of that on previous Lafora talk shows. Yeah, so uh, my first job here in the U.S., I was a cashier while waiting for my NCLEX RN exam. And then I um, also applied for a caregiver position. And then after I passed the NCLEX RN, I worked in a skilled nursing facility as a nurse, but it only lasted for like a month. And then I applied for an ICU position in a six-bed ICU. So I, I was able to to get the job position. I started working full-time. And then um, the thing is that we sometimes, we, uh, whenever we have a low census, they will float me to different departments. So I was floated to med surge. I was floated to emergency room. So you have to be very flexible and you have to be tough. You know, if you don't know anything, then you have to be assertive and ask questions because you have to make sure that you're safe and you're that you are um, giving the right 
care for your patients. And then after that, I um, applied for a different um, ICU position in a bigger um, hospital setting, in a 200 beds hospital. So I was able to get the job and I started working as a trauma ICU nurse. And, um, and then I had like, two jobs at the same time. So I was working full-time and then I was working uh, part-time and then I just decided to just keep my full-time job in a trauma cardiac unit because it's, you know, I just learned that it's hard to, to balance, you know? So I think um, flexibility and you have to be... Um, you have to learn how to voice out your concerns. If you feel like you don't, you're not safe, then you have to talk to your manager. And you know, if you have problems with your patients, and maybe you can ask them to give you a different uh, nursing assignment. And if, for example, they give you a balloon pump patient and you're not um, comfortable or you're not oriented with that kind of um, patients, then maybe you can just talk to them. Be honest. You know, don't don't take a responsibility that you are not capable of doing. I think that's the advice that I will tell them. That's wonderful advice, Lelaine. And really an interesting story because it seems like you went from like skilled nursing and then to the next job and then to the next job. Um, and each time you were able to gain more and more experience. But the common thread that you seem to be giving the message is to be, ass to be assertive. Right. Yes. And before that, I also worked in Saudi Arabia as an ICU nurse before I arrived here in the U.S. That's why, um, you know, I have the, um, I, I already gained the experience. But, you know, different facilities, they have different protocols. So it doesn't mean that my practice in Saudi Arabia is the same as the way they handle patients here. So there's a lot of differences. So, you know, in terms of machines, um, IV pumps, um, the patients, their attitude, how they behave, and how you deal with your doctors as well, it's very different. You know, you cannot just say that I already have my bedside experience and I'm capable of doing it. No, you have to, it's like you're um, starting from scratch, you know, mm -hmm. so you don't have to, you know, you, you just have to compare and then learn and just go on with the flow and um, just make sure that you're safe. Yeah. Yeah. That's really wonderful advice. And I see that Paul has joined us. Hi, Paul. Hi. Hey, guys. Hi. <laughs> Looking I'm very sorry. professional, Paul. <laughs> yes, um, I'm sorry I was late. Um, I'm, I'm in a clinic right now. I'm doing my um, family nurse practitioner residency. And it's just been a busy day. We have a lot of COVID patients that we're trying to, mm -hmm. to call and do contact tracing. And I'm happy to see Lelaine and Sir James, Miss Jean and Tanya. Thank you for your time. And I'm sorry for being late. <laughs> we, we understand. We know that this is trying times that we're living in, very difficult times. And um, we're just grateful that you can be here, even if it's for a few minutes. So, and, and that's the purpose of the Lafora talk show also, is to we want to try and spread a little bit of light 
um, <laughs> at this time that's really difficult and, and just share our ins inspiring, ins inspiring stories. <laughs> James, from a, a clinical perspective, I know Lelaine has shared her experience as, as a nurse on, a clinical, on the clinical side. And I know you've also you know, spoken a little bit about your, your experience just generally. Can you speak about it from a clinical perspective? What were the biggest differences that you experienced? Okay, so um, the, the, the hospital that hired me is one of the uh, uh, university medical centers. It's a nationally ranked, nationally ranked medical center. So the, the practice, the technology are um, state of the art. So, you know, transitioning to that environment uh, was, was really uh, challenging at the same time. So you have to be really uh, flexible in terms of uh, learning those things. The area that I was assigned to was neurosurgery, so that was more of a, a shocker for me because, like in the back in the Philippines, you know, you don't see a neurosurgery as a specialty unit. Um, then when I started in that area, I, I, I liked it, so I had to to learn as much as I can. Now, being flexible because you may have uh, different kinds of patients with the same diagnosis, you work with different people, um, and it's a medical center with um, school of medicine, so there's a lot of of medical residents, so you really work with a lot of, of, of patients and, and staff. So um, I think the flexibility comes with comes from um, my previous work experience, where I had to do a lot of uh, interpersonal relations thing with the faculty and students. So that really helped me transition from the academia into clinical practice. So. I don't know, it's, it's, it's a thing in me wherein, you know, rather than, than when dealing with people, I always look into what's going on rather than directly attacking them or saying something. Or in other words, don't be judgmental. So in that way, you can be flexible in dealing with, 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 with different kinds of people. Um, and then that, that really helped me with that, that, that smooth transition from you know, the Philippines and into the U.S. And, and that's, that seems to be a common thread, James, is like that attitude, right? Just like trying to see it from a positive attitude, um, trying to be flexible. That seems to be a common theme from both you and Lelaine. I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. If you know a friend or colleague who would benefit from listening to this conversation, please let them know about the show. We want to help as many nurses as we can turn their dreams into a reality. If you're thinking about making the step to living and working as a nurse in the USA, we can help you. Head over to KineticsUSA.com to find out more. That's KineticsUSA.com. I continue from my experience. I've seen, I've experienced it myself, and I've seen thousands and thousands of nurses come through to the US. And the common theme is that the first few days, the first few days and weeks are kind of the honeymoon when it's when it's really um, you know just exciting and you're so happy to be here, and then some challenges can set in, but off but often I've seen it's the attitude of having the goal in mind, as James has said, like knowing even if you have to take a, a few steps back before you move forward, um, being flexible, as James said, being assertive. As Lelaine said, Jean, would you agree with that? Is that what your experience has been as well? Those nurses who have the right attitude are the ones that's, that tend to do better? Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
you have to be assertive and if you don't know uh if you don't know the process you have to ask uh anybody your charge nurse that i don't know this procedure please help me something like that don't assume that you know everything because yeah. it's a it's a learning curve it's a learning process everything and it can be uncomfortable yeah. when you're in a learning curve like when you're actually in it it, you can feel really uncomfortable because even if you have worked in in Saudi in the UAE, you know, in another country, it it you you can feel um, just it, it can be uneasy, unsettling. You feel out of your your comfort zone, um, and you really have to to work on your attitude. Um, so just to look at the chat, I wanted to just see if there are any questions. I know we have Fritz watching from Saudi. Gene Genevieve is watching from Dubai, Jib is watching from Philippines, Sheila from New Jersey, May from Kuwait, Jassel from Saudi, Edmund is watching from Colorado, and Janelle from the Philippines, Christelle, I know Christelle, Sheila, hi Sheila, and Miss Leilani, we are the same, we came using the fiancé visa, so Sheila is, is relating to you, Lelaine. And <laughs> Angeline, oh hi Angeline, May is watching, Joy is watching, Abby, I know Abby's watching, Amor, hi Amor is watching. Um, okay, Brigoli has a question. Um, I'm residing here in Maryland and I'm a registered nurse in the Philippines. My license expired. Do they need to apply for the NCLEX? Jean, do you want to maybe take that question for Brigoli? Yeah. yeah. So if you are in Maryland and you want to take NCLEX through Maryland Board of Nursing, you need to have that license. And if your license has been expired, uh, in the PRC, they will not do the verification of your license unless your uh, license is active. So you need to renew that one first. And uh, so you you need a credential evaluation in CGFNS. So um, the credential evaluation you will need the PRC verification to be submitted to CGFNS and the school documents to be submitted in CGFNS. So to answer your question, yes, you need a license. Renew that first and then uh, the process will be, continue the process with that. Okay. So there you go, Brigoli, from the go-to Miss Jean, sharing her words of wisdom. Um, Dong is asking, a greeting from Norway, just a question, is it possible to apply for a social security, even though I'm here in Norway? And Don, the answer to that is no, unless you have a, um, a green card or if you are a Canadian citizen coming on the TN visa, you need to pass the NCLEX and get a petitioner. And please reach out to us, we'd be happy to help you with that. And Vez is saying, wow. <laughs> so Vez seems to be enjoying it. <laughs> Marvin, oh, hi, Marvin. Marvin joined us at the, the last month at the Lafora talk show. Welcome, Marvin. Princess, hi, Princess. I know Princess is watching. Um, so Christine has a question. Christine has a question about an L2 visa. Um, Christine, I'm going to table this question and I'm going to ask it when I do the forum with the lawyers and we can answer your question for the L2 visa. I will make a note of that to make sure to ask for you. Um, Michelle is watching. Christine is watching. Um, Ramel, um, Ramel is asking, my question is, is there any age limit when you apply to be a nurse in the U.S.? 
And the answer is no, Ramel. There is no age limit. Um, Sheila has a question. Um, I think this question looks like it is uh, about the NCLEX. I have a um, question for NCLEX. So Jean, maybe if you want to go into the chat afterwards and answer that question from Sheila yeah. about the NCLEX. Okay. Oh my goodness, we're getting so many questions. This is so exciting. Um, uh, Wine is asking, is the EB3 included from the freeze hiring going on in the US? Um, and the answer, Wine, is no. So um, the um, we are right now there are hundreds of, of nurses still being sponsored, which is the good news. The visa bulletin is moving um, positively, which is really good news. And we also have the Healthcare Workforce Resilience um, Act which Congress is going to be, I, I believe they're going back on July the 10th. So we're really hopeful. And in the US, a lot of, um, a lot of people, including Kinetics USA, have been working very hard behind the scenes to educate the, the facilities and the um, congressmen, the senators and the House on this particular bill. And it probably will be voted on in the next like six weeks or so. So we're very hopeful that if that comes in, that could be a fast track for nurses. So stay watching and we'll keep you updated on that. Um, Tinkamel is watching from Illinois. Paul is watching. Louise, hi Louise. So great to have you here. Dora France is watching from the UAE. Maria from the Philippines. Noel from lots and lots of people. Froling from Saudi. Gracie from Singapore. Diane is watching. Um, and um, Frolian is asking um, about the EB3 visa once you've already licensed and before and have a good IELTS score. So Frolian, we'll ask that on the lawyers panel. So to finish off the last question for Lelaine and James, what, what would you say is, um, what surprised you in your move to the US? What would you say was the biggest surprise that you didn't expect in your journey of coming to America? Lelaine. Um, I did not expect that I would be hired as an ICU nurse right away because I was expecting that because of my work gap, you know, experience like a one-year gap, I will have a hard time looking for a job. But, you know, I was so honest with my employers. I just told them this is the kind of patients I used to have when I was working in Saudi Arabia. And then they um, put me on an orientation so they, you know, observe how I work. So, you know, if you, if you have that goal in mind, if, you're, if you will work hard for your goals, it will really come true. So just don't give up and then just continue what you're doing and then you will be able to, you know, to achieve whatever goals you have. Yeah. Those are really words of wisdom, Lelaine. Pearls of wisdom, don't give up. This is a journey. It doesn't end the day you arrive and get off the plane in the US. It's a journey that continues. But I think to be assertive um, in that journey is, is and, and to be honest, and thank you for being honest with us today and sharing your experience. Thank you. James, what would, what would you say for this question? What surprised you? James? Oh, I think we have... A little bit of a, a, a technical hitch. <laughs> Jean, what surprised you the most about coming to the US? 
what surprised me in coming here? Yeah. What didn't you expect? Uh, I think the culture of some people, like, um, sometimes I experience some discrimination. Like, you know, we, we are not born to speak English in the Philippines. And then some, some of the words that, uh, that we have here is different. It's different, difficult to pronounce. So the potassium and I don't know. Until now, I still have a difficulty uh, pr pronouncing that potassium. So yeah, those <laughs> discrimination. I I feel some some of those discrimination in the hospital. Yeah, and and I think that's you know the reality. We're living in the real world and. There are, you know, some people who are, are so, um, I, I, I'm just looking at the time. I can't believe that we are over time, um, but it was such a, a fun discussion. Thank you. Thank you so much for, um, for being on the Lafora talk show. Um, thank you, Lelaine. We love hearing your story. I think it was um, so inspiring for so many people. And thank you to James. Unfortunately, we've lost connection, but hopefully he can, he can watch the recording. Thank you for James. I think he really showed another perspective um, and really having that like perseverance um, to know what the goal is in mind, even though you might be encountering some challenges, I think will be so encouraging to so many people. And Miss Jean, thank you so much for your time and your expertise to Paul for coming on and giving us a few minutes. I know how busy everybody is right now. And just overall to the Lafora team, I know so many people are so grateful for this opportunity to learn from each other at this trying time and pay it forward. If any of you are um, have got friends or colleagues that are looking to come to the US, please pay it forward. This is your turn now to pay it forward to others and make sure, sure to tag your friends, prepare people. Education is, education is key. Knowledge is, 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 is key. And the more you know about what the journey is going to be like, the better prepared you're going to be and the smoother the transition. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please help us by hitting the follow button on your podcast player and leaving us a review. If you're thinking about making the step to living and working as a nurse in the USA, we can help you. Head over to KineticsUSA.com to find out more. That's KineticsUSA.com. Tune in next time for more incredible conversations.